1: Hello and welcome to the scene to scene podcast. I am your host Valerie complex associate editor and film writer at deadline.com Today, I am chatting with Ji young Yu, who is having a breakout year with some much anticipated performances on the horizon It's no wonder variety magazine named her one of the top 10 actors to watch in 2023 currently Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats, which is based on the Janice Y.K. Lee international best-selling novel, The Expatriates. The series also features Nicole Kidman and Sorry You Blue and is directed by Lulu Wang of The Farewell. The show is set in Hong Kong in 2014 and centers on three American women, Margaret, Mercy, and Hillary, whose lives intersect after a sudden tragedy. The series made its debut at the 2023 Toronto International Film Festival and is currently on Prime Video. In 2021, Ji Young made her feature film debut in Amy Poehler's Moxie for Netflix. She was then cast in her first major film role in the adaptation of the popular YA novel The Sky is Everywhere for A24 and Apple TV. She also recently starred in the film anthology Freaky Tales alongside Pedro Pascal and Jay Ellis. The film is directed by Ryan Fleck and Anna Boden and premiered at the Sundance Film Festival this year. If you remember the film Smoking Tigers from 2023, she also starred in that film, which premiered at the 2023 Tribeca Film Festival. Now, with that said, let's get into it. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast on Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you so much for coming on to the Scene to Scene podcast. You have been busy. <laughs> you have <little laughs> been busy. Wow. So, you've really been having a, quite a year. And how does it all feel to just, you know, be booked and busy? Oh, well,
0: um, well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Um, and it feels pretty wild. It feels pretty out of this world. It's it's very hard to believe and describe. Um, I just am very grateful for all the opportunities I've gotten.
1: As a kid, did you know that you wanted to be an actress? Is this something that you always wanted to do and be a part of?
0: You know, thinking back... Um, I probably should have known when I was, you know, like five and you get asked those questions of what do you want to be when you grow up? I would have a really hard time choosing. So mm-hmm. I just thought as a five-year-old, I was like, oh, okay, this is very reasonable for me to say, I'll just have a different job every hour. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I would, because <laughs> that, that, that's how careers work. Um, I would start the day as I don't know, an astronaut and then jump to a rock star the next hour. And then I one I distinctly remember was a bus driver. I really wanted to be a bus driver.
1: They um, they make decent money and have decent benefits depending on the city. I don't see why that's a bad idea.
0: I know. I think I just like the idea of helping people get where they needed to go. Um
1: ah. but
0: I think knowing how many lives I wanted to lead, it mm. makes a lot of sense that I went into acting eventually.
1: I was gonna say, like when you're an, you know, when you're an actor, you do get to live many different lives. And maybe you'll play a bus driver one day, um, you know, let there be light. (laughs) So I want to talk about Freaky Tales first, because I was at Sundance and I saw Freaky Tales. You know, it's an anthology story about Oakland and, uh, the power of solidarity, especially the story that you're a part of. Um, in the punk rock ska scene in the 80s and and things of that nature. How did you sort of connect to that film and that role specifically? It's definitely a part of of Oakland history that I wasn't aware of. Um, So yeah, can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, um, I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. We had so much fun at Sundance Um, and the audiences were so, so great. So I'm just really looking forward to more people seeing the film. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in terms of connecting with the script, the core message of the movie is really all about standing up against hate, um, standing up for your community and the people you love. And I really like period pieces, and I really love when it's kind of a love letter to a location and a place. Mm -hmm. So I really enjoyed how diverse the stories were coming out of Oakland. And a lot of it connecting was sort of similar to maybe what you were experiencing was I didn't, I'm from Colorado, so I did not know really a whole lot about Oakland and the history of Oakland beyond the fact of like small little bits and pieces of the development of the Black Panther Party, but I really Mm. didn't know much outside of that. So it was so fun to be able to dive into the East Bay and to, learned that all these bands that I've listened to for a large part of my life mm-hmm. all come out of this East Bay punk scene. That was really, really fun to do.
1: Right. And it's a violent story. I enjoy violence um, <laughs> and, and and film. And do you feel like, I know this may be a strange question, but the film is definitely about standing up for what you believe in and standing up against hate Did you ever feel a sense of catharsis, like getting to exist in this time period and getting to be a part of that revolution, even if it's sort of in fiction?
0: Oh, um, well, I'm a big action movie fan. Um, Mm. You just had Justin Chen, who I went to college with on the podcast. Oh, snap. Um, Wow. (laughs) um, And um, I really, really enjoy action. I think from what I was hearing on your episode, Mm -hmm. you also really enjoy action. Something I've always wanted to do. So from a career perspective, it was incredibly cathartic to get to right. do some action sequences. I want to do more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had way too much fun doing them. Um and I think there is definitely an element of catharsis. I think a lot of Tina as a character was very cathartic for me to play because she's so confident and she has so much grounded energy and she knows exactly who she is, what she wants, and she's never ashamed of that. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say that I'm an unconfident person or that i'm I'm very insecure but i definitely don't think i have the same level of boldness and um just this absolute loyalty to herself and mm-hmm. staying true to herself that she has mm-hmm. so that was really cathartic and it's always really fun to you know
1: Beat up some Nazis. Beat up some Nazis. And what I really liked (laughs) about that story is the fact is is Tina and Lucid's relationship and how it's just this friendship. Sure, they might have a crush on each other or whatever, but I think we so rarely get to see, you know, people of the opposite sex just being friends and believing in something Um, and sort of banding together to sort of figure that out. Can you talk about how you fleshed out that sort of chemistry with Jack Champion and how y'all created these sort of relationships to you know, with the characters together?
0: Uh, well, Jack and I hadn't met before we started working on Freaky Tales, so we met in the middle of a Zoom callback. Uh, <laughs> I think, honestly, a lot of the great chemistry and rapport amongst all of the cast is more of a testament to the team that helped put mm-hmm. it together. So the producers, the directors, the casting director um and i think the the team is wonderful and Ryan and Anna really lead a wonderful wonderful set um and Jack is also just a very goofy sweet person mm-hmm. he's really not super far removed from lucid as a character who's so kind and earnest so he's very easy to like it's not hard to create the chemistry of just someone who you care about and whose company you enjoy he's he's like a little brother to me
1: Getting together with as many of the cast members as possible and seeing the film on the big screen at Sundance, what was that experience like? Had you ever been there before?
0: No, it was my first time at Sundance. Ooh! Um, I I know, I know. I was so (laughs) nervous. Um, Not because I doubted the movie, but mostly just Sundance has such a a beautiful history of indie films Mm and and to go with this film especially Mm -hmm. was so, so cool. Um, And it it was awesome. I don't know if you were there opening night, but there was was. literally there was, you know, you so you heard it. There was like screaming and hollering, which is really all you can ask for Mm -hmm. in a movie like this for people to get that engaged and that excited. And a ton of the audience was from the Bay and they all really liked it, which was a big um, like sigh of relief for me not being from the Bay. I really wanted to do the Bay justice.
1: Right. Right. Uh,
0: It was great. And it was funny to watch it with the whole cast because we spent so little time together on set because it's all separate stories. They interconnect a little bit, but we really spent no time with people who are outside of our stories. Mm -hmm. It's great to actually meet each other and actually get to chat and spend time with one another.
1: And get to see, you know, you get to see everybody's work on screen. You know, you probably are on set and you hear things but being able to see it and sharing that moment must really be something and I'm glad I was able to be there and sharing that moment with you guys as well because it's really fun everybody was dressed to the nines I remember (laughs) I was in the back freezing so it was definitely it was chilly yeah it was (laughs) it was was so cold that day oh my god and then
0: I went to New York and was even colder
1: (laughs) I mean I'm from New York and that's where I currently live and I'm freezing even today. So don't feel bad.
0: Yeah, no, I, it's like a polar vortex. I honestly, I, I was really worried that I would be a big old softy because I've lived in LA for so long that I would mm-hmm. go to park city and just freeze my butt off. Mm-hmm. And I was cold, but I, I muscled through it. And then I got to New York and I went, Oh my God, <laughs> that <laughs> I was can't do the this. Thing.
1: Like I know this is a little off topic, but just really quickly, like this particular year wasn't particularly cold as Sundance. It's usually cold last year was way worse. So just want to say mm. you caught it on a, on a good year. Um, and so f- going from, you know, the character of Tina, to playing Mercy and Expats, acting alongside Nicole Kidman, uh, and and working with Lulu Wang. Like, if you could t- describe the experience in, like, one word, what would that word be?
0: Life-changing. Uh, I think that's probably the only way to put it. Um, mm-hmm. I started the project in 2021. Right. So I actually did it before I worked on Freaky Tales. Mm-hmm which I was so glad for. I think doing a project that's that challenging at that level mm-hmm. really teaches you exactly what you need to do to prepare. I started mm-hmm. in theater, so I come from being used to getting you know three weeks of rehearsal and lots of time to chat with the directors right. and the other um, designers. But when you go into film, obviously you're pretty much just expected to show up and if we can fit it into the schedule, there's some rehearsals, but there really aren't any to the same level of intensity. Mm -hmm. So learning what I needed and the things I like in my process, that was a massive part of expats. Um, And also just really getting thrown into the fire. You either, Mm -hmm. it's a sink or swim kind of moment. So I think it helped a lot in terms of encouraging me to be really bold in my choices.
1: And having said that about stepping into it and being bold, is there anything about the experience of working on the show that surprised you about yourself?
0: Ooh. We're getting philosophical. Um <laughs> about myself. Uh wow, I have to think about that one. Um I think I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think mm-hmm. usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that i learned something Mm. about myself or Mm. i i find part of the character that i either have seen in myself or understand really deeply i think expats i don't know if it i don't know honestly how much of myself i see in mercy but i do think that there's a world where any of us could become her if you're not given support as a young girl if you're not told that you're capable of great things even mm-hmm. though mercy's so smart and she's so capable and
1: mm-hmm. you know, she's gone
0: to columbia um that's not an easy feat but because right. she doesn't believe in herself she doesn't think that things will turn out well for herself so she picks bad choices and she continues to make the bad choices and it just mm-hmm. becomes this vicious cycle of negative feedback confirming this thing that she believes about herself um so i think i i learned just to be a little more compassionate, honestly.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think Mercy as a character describes it all as bad luck. Um, Mm -hmm. But I like the fact that you said, you know, and as the show goes on, you figure out like there's a, a lack of support and people don't just end up this way for no reason. And that was one of the things I liked about, you know, sort of discovering this character and these particular characters. And, you know, when you are, you know, Working with legends like Nicole Kidman, I'm sure a lot of that comes with, I don't know, doubt or, you know, intimidation or whatever. But how did you prepare yourself to get sort of into the role and into this environment with Nicole Kidman and some of the other co-stars?
0: You're definitely right. It was incredibly intimidating. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was very nervous. Um, I'm still nervous, honestly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think my big thing was when you're working with someone who is that good Mm -hmm. and the entire cast is also just veterans who are amazing at what they do and and our crew as well were just unbelievably talented and so, Mm -hmm. so good. I think for me what was most important is that I am a good scene partner and that I'm I'm generous and I have a lot of things to provide so it was just making sure that I was constantly rereading the scripts that I was you know finding elements of elements mercy or themes in the show that I wanted to discuss with people Um, just making sure that I was really hands-on and really ready and then on the day letting go of all the prep Mm. and trying to just be in that moment because I think For a lot of the show, honestly, if I thought too much about the things that we were doing, right, or or the people that I was working with, I was gonna be paralyzed and right, 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 right. Do anything? I was just gonna be going, "Oh my god, this Nicole Kidman! Oh my god!" Yeah,
1: you you stay stuck in that moment, and it's hard to sort of come up out of it sometimes, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, luckily, like Nicole is just such an incredible, such an incredible actress, and. As soon as you're looking at her in the scene and Lulu calls action, it's just, you're in it, whether you're ready or not, because she has so much presence. Um, So my big thing was just making sure I was really ready.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I think that that's like a part of the profession. And, and you had mentioned something earlier that really struck stuck out to me. And I'm curious to know more, um, when you talk about, you know, being prepared again, and can you describe what the audition process is like for you? Everybody has different experiences with it. And I, and I don't mean it in a cliche way, like, oh, so, you know, you audition for the role or whatever, but how do you prepare in an audition? How do you get ready? What does that entail? If you even have a process, they may, there may not be a method to how you, you know, do things. You may just get the script and just get the ball rolling. But I'm really curious to sort of hear those that inner process for you.
0: I do have a process. Um, it can vary based off the thing, but the the general outline for it is if I'm given a full script, I'm reading the whole thing, even if there's only a day or two to turn it around, I'm going to read the whole thing. Because uh, I think that's really important. You you can get a sense off the sides, but I think it helps a lot the more information you have, the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I do a lot of internet stalking on who's involved in the <laughs> project. Because <laughs> I think it's important for me to see, you know, if this producer has worked on X, Y, and Z movies, okay, this seems kind of like a general tone for what they tend to be attracted to. Um, or If there's any, if it's based off IP, I might not be able to read the full book or watch, you know, the full thing that it's based off of, but I'll try and get as much information as I can. The more things I have at my disposal, the better. It's part of why I actually like working on period pieces because there's Mm -hmm. so much to mine from. Mm -hmm. But um, I do that and then I memorize my lines. Right. (laughs) And (laughs) then, (laughs) you know, I do the thing where I learn my lines. and my biggest thing, actually, I got really great advice once, and I'm, I can't remember who I got it from, but the advice was that they're looking for a character, not for a memorizer.
1: Mm. Mm. And
0: I think a big part of me feeling okay about auditions is me making the choice that I feel like is good for the story and that I feel like serves the script. And I've I've been lucky enough to work kind of on the development side and also help my friends cast their shorts when I was at USC. And it was really helpful to be on the opposite side of that and realize that if you didn't get the job, it really, it really was never a personal thing. It's never really about you. People just have their own visions. But what's most helpful for the people on the other side of the desk is that these actors are coming in with a real choice about the character they want to play. So I just try and be a hundred percent true to myself and and you know, I hate to use a sports metaphor, but you know, leave it all on right. the court.
1: Right, right, and it's funny because I was about to ask you how you deal with rejection and I think you hit the nail on the head is that you know a lot it's not personal and I think it's important to sort of embody that because there's a lot of rejection that happens and you'll you know it could you know if you know if you don't learn to to find a way uh to deal with that it could you know it could be disheartening for a lot of folks, so I'm glad you you mentioned that. And can you talk about what it was like to work with Lulu Wang? Um, I remember The Farewell being my one of my favorite films of 2018, and just sort of the way that she directs people, and how it seems like such an ensemble and collaborative effort. Can you talk about what you know what that experience was like for you?
0: Yeah, um, it was like doing a really, really, really long indie film. <laughs> and that was something that she really wanted to mm-hmm. be a part of the process. Mm-hmm. I think actually some of the things that she discussed with Amazon was she actually wanted to shoot at the same pace that she shot The Farewell. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyone, for anyone who knows TV, um, obviously TV shoots usually much faster much than faster, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it was really uh, unique and... But it was really impressive. I think we were able to because she um, wanted to shoot slower, and because Amazon supported us in that, we were able to really dig into every scene. And mm-hmm. we would, you know, probably max shoot four pages a day, which meant that we got to really dig into what we were doing and take our time and and not really have to worry about rushing through anything. Mm-hmm. And the the team absolutely was just unbelievable i think the the production designer and cinematographer um yong ok lee who did the production design and anna who was our cinematographer both of them worked with her on the farewell so you could see some of the similar camera techniques or some of the similar textures and feels to the way everything looks on screen i think that really carried over from the farewell into expats and everyone else on the show malgoja our costume designer um, and a lot of the other department heads are just so, so great and so, so good. Mm-hmm. So collaboration was very easy when people are, they, they're they coming with so much specificity and so much detail to how they're building the characters in the world.
1: Thank you for sharing that. So I want to use the last couple of minutes we have, because once a person brings up they like action movies, it's a wrap. We, we, <laughs> have, to, we have to talk and discuss it. Oh, yes, please. So please. like, what are some of your favorite action films? Oh my gosh,
0: say less. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to derail this podcast. Um, this is all about action movies now. Um, one that I tell everybody to watch. This is my favorite recommendation in terms of doing a Korean film double feature because mm-hmm. I think it's wild if you do the double feature is to watch Man from Nowhere.
1: Okay, seen then, it, love it.
0: Yeah, and then it's not an action movie, but it's an it's a amazing film. Mother.
1: Uh, Bong uh, yeah, that been. is a good one.
0: That is a good you one. You want to watch I... them back to back because right. the Those lead are... actor is the same actor in both and you're not going to recognize him. He's unbelievable. Um that that's a favorite of mine. I, I love Hong Kong action. Oh uh, yes. Yeah, I one of my favorite or actually two of my favorite things that we did in college because I I was part of the Cinema and Media Studies department mm-hmm. at USC so it was a lot of watching, you know, four or five films every week mm-hmm. and you would watch them in class and we watched A Better Tomorrow and we also watched Police Story in class. Mm-hmm. And it was so fun. Um, I love those action films. I think they're so impressive um, and quite literally blood, sweat and tears to make those work. Right. Uh, what God, else I is think there? they're I still mean,
1: making Police Story films now up until this day. I think-, I
0: think you have to. It's so <laughs> the first one is so good. It's so amazing. And then Police Story too. I, yeah. Uh, and the- then uh, Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon is mm-hmm. a big one, which I think
1: uh, is a big one for most people. For most people. And I think I, man, I was just sending clips to a friend of mine the other day of Moon Lee, who I know a lot of people know Michelle Yao from, um, you know, the Hong Kong action scene. But I was also a big fan of Moon Lee growing up, who did the Iron Angels um action films. If you, if you haven't seen those, I, I recommend you checking them out because those yeah. action scenes are crazy. And I mean, if you want to see women really beat the hell out of each other, like Iron <laughs> Angels is one of them. Like fight scenes that'll make you wince. Like, oh, like I I I really sort of <laughs> enjoyed watching that. Super cop is 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 a police story. Oh yeah.
0: You
1: know, or yeah. Supercop, depending Super on who you ask. Um those are some some really great ones. And I also watched a lot of um Sue Hark's films who mm. uh created the um le- you know, the legend of zoo Mountain films. Uh the yeah. wire foo that were really good, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is, is is another one. Um, is there like you know, you mentioned you wanted to do action films, is there, yeah, a particular franchise you want to be a part of, or you want to be a part of something new? You want to do both? Maybe yeah, you and Justin you know, can
0: collaborate. Hey, let's do it. I'm down. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, Justin, I actually did jujitsu with Justin for a little bit, but he's, um, I don't love being that close to people. (laughs) I come from from a Taekwondo family. Ah, okay. Um, Yeah, my grandfather was actually a grandmaster in Taekwondo and a master in Hokkaido. So I come from like a martial arts I don't know, clan. I yeah, guess. but
1: those um, those arts are all about creating space. So I I get exactly. Why I'm like, I yeah, I they're about like
0: me. picks,
1: right, right, <laughs> right, right, right.
0: Space. Mm-hmm. So jujitsu, I was like, oh, everyone is so close to me. I don't love this. <laughs> right. But um. Oh, I also forgot to say, kung fu hustle is a favorite of mine. Oh, yeah, kung fu hustle um,
1: and Shaolin soccer. Did you see that?
0: Yes. Yes, I love, I love show and Soccer. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> so glad you've seen it. Yeah. Um, I, love those I love them. I, I more than franchises, I I would love to work with certain action directors. So mm. um John Woo would be so cool to work with. That would be such an amazing opportunity. Um, I think there's a lot of really cool American directors who are doing action now. Um And they're they're kind of all in the Guy Ritchie world. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're all really, really amazing. Uh, And I think I won't be here too long if I list list them all. (laughs) But (laughs) uh, I think if we're talking franchises, I'm a big comic book nerd. I've been a comic book nerd my whole life. So I mean, it is the age of superheroes. I'm not gonna say no to a superhero right
1: <laughs> right <laughs>
0: that,
1: very smart, yeah there is, I, um, I would
0: I would love to do that
1: I think I would just like to see more women doing more and allowed to have more freedom, yeah, in that genre to do the things that we get to see the men do like yes women can. like oh oh here's one i know i know i'm like we're like talking forever but here's one i think you should see it's called fury from vietnam stars vanessa last name i don't want to pronounce her name wrong but the film came out in 2019 and it's called fury it's from vietnam and it's about a mother who's just trying to save her child it's violent and it's great so check that out there's a recommendation okay fury yeah, Fury is a, is a, is a great one. I'm I'm so sorry. I know when I when I when you bring up action, I just can't help myself.
0: No, no, thank you for chatting with me. I'm always excited to talk about it.
1: I really I really appreciate you coming on to the to the scene to scene podcast. I know it's early over there, and you know in New York, it's it's mid afternoon. So thank you again <laughs> for coming on the podcast, and I wish you all the success, especially with expats. It's a great show. You guys listening, go and check it out. And Freaky Tales is coming soon.
0: It's coming soon. I'm really excited to share it with everybody. And expats is almost done airing. It's it's pretty wild.
1: Yeah, it's, it's crazy how t- fast television moves, not just while filming it, but, you know, when it comes on, it's like, wow, okay, like that was like you blink and it's over already. You're waiting for the second season. So thank you again. And I hope you have a lovely weekend.
0: Actually, can I go back really quick?
1: Yes, you can. I'm like,
0: I, so I'm pretty shy about like saying on, so. but I do think there is one franchise that I would totally love. Oh, okay. Um, so I just want to tell you. Let me hear it. It's there's a Marvel character and her name is Silk. I knew you were
1: going to bring that up. Yeah, I know. Gonna, I know. I was going to say like, something, but I was like, let me not. I'm glad you brought it up because that was what came to my mind too. So period. Thank you. Put it in the universe.
0: No, I'm. I'm staring at my. I have every one of her comics that has been published so far. I'm staring at it on my bookshelf right now. We want um, to
1: start the campaign right now. Put it
0: in the universe. Oh my god, let's manifest it. Yeah, you know, let's say we're going
1: to manifest together. Bring <laughs> the prayer circle ready, and we're going to make it happen <laughs> through the power of manifestation. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that was what was in my head, but I was like, I don't know, maybe not. So. Yeah, um, I'm just shy. I, I don't know how to be like, I want that. Um, to for some reason, you know, a lot of people put their manifestations on Twitter and they come to fruition. So if you're on Twitter, you might just be like, I'm manifesting.
0: I don't I don't have a Twitter anymore.
1: Okay, uh, probably good idea
0: well I also just like I forget I I can't juggle multiple social medias I I really I can only manage one and then like I maybe have accounts where I just scroll on the others but I did I did do a goofy thing when I was getting cast for expats I put like a silly little BTS meme on (laughs) Twitter to try and manifest it and it worked so you, you
1: manifest on Twitter because you know on Instagram I'm not seeing it but on Twitter when you manifest it it be having it. I see it. I done seen it. So I put my manifestations on there too. So we're we're gonna see. And and you heard right. it here first, folks. We're manifesting silk. So if it <laughs> happens, then that means you could come on the podcast and manifest, and we'll make it work.
0: Oh yeah. If, I mean, if that happens, absolutely, I'll run right back. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll, I I'll be right it. back
1: here. I appreciate it, and we could celebrate. <laughs> Thank you again. I'm so glad to 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 hear about all that you're working on and. Please, you know, come back. You are more than welcome anytime on the podcast. Love to have you and chat again.
0: Thank you. This was so much fun.